Hey, it's Chris, The Dating Doc, and this entire episode is all about the future of the dating industry. What needs to happen for dating services, especially online dating, to get back on track and not promote this collective fatigue that a lot of singles are going through. Stay tuned. Regardless what happens with the dating service industry, it's important that the individual themselves focus on what what after effects have happened, what side effects, I should say, when it comes to this swipe culture, which is, again, causes collective burnout. There has been, and this is from clients uh, themselves that have told me, there's been a lot of unresolved trauma due to over-rejection, burned out pair bonding, you know, the, the ability to pair bond, which uh, goes into um, the ability to have enough oxytocin to even want a connection that's burned out. Okay. It's burned out like a, like a wire in a, um, in a car or even in your house, you know, you need to be able to replace that or fix it in order to get connectivity. And, you know, what's interesting about it's almost dating PTSD is you know most won't seek help and, and and it's not to be judgmental but most won't seek help because they may not define it as a traumatic episode but in, in reality what's what's happened is it's become a repeat of small drops in a bucket that add up you know, can you imagine the fact that you grew up with this this belief that you could meet someone you know the fact that you worked on yourself you you have a great career you're educated you're positive you, um, you know, personality traits that are very attractive to your friends and family and that you have to offer to someone. And then all of a sudden now this, this platform where again, the dating apps, swipe culture, et cetera, et cetera, have just caused you to, to be burned out, frankly, uh, burned out emotionally and then burned out when it comes to just the, uh, the mental stamina of even wanting to, uh, to try out the apps and meet someone. So until that's resolved, these uh, dating apps really don't matter. And it's a reflection of the use and abuse of these corporations, which as of last month, now as of technically exactly a month ago, have now been both the, both the biggest companies are now publicly traded companies. So do you really think that their push is to create relationships and connectivity and, and collectively help the world? Or do you think their attention is on ad space and activity and clicks and um, all that Pavlovian type of um, activities when it comes to humans and their apps? That's what that's what they're they're focused on. Painted on top of that, you know, with Match and and Bumble and these these uh, you know cutesy names. But in reality, they're monetizing on your short attention span. So I say that because it's almost like the the <laughs> it's almost like the the poisonous fast food that's uh, labeled with a nice cute animal or, or some s- sort of character, and that's supposed to make it better. Um, in the end, they're grabbing up your brain space, and it does have some long-lasting effects. So until that is addressed which is up to the individual first to snap out of that reality, 
then uh, the dating apps, again, will do more, in my opinion, could do more damage than good. And, and it becomes a game of playing the lottery after running a couple of marathons where you could win or you could end up very exhausted and not even get the t-shirt at the end of it. So um, that's what I got. I'd be curious to find out what you think, what are some ideas on how dating services, especially the digital dating landscape needs to change, what new technology can be brought about to get people back to dating, especially since now dating services, online services are so symbiotic with dating. This is, there's a stigma around it. So I'd be curious to know what do we need to do to make the dating services space better to make dating overall better. If you're a new listener, subscribe, uh, definitely enjoy your support. Um, send this along to a friend. They may benefit from it and then they can send it to someone else, et cetera, et cetera. I like to build a community of healthy daters and it all takes one person to spread the word. So thank you for listening. This is Dating Doc signing out. So in the last section, we were talking about why I think uh, the how and the why on why there's going to be a revolution. There's going to be an evolution when it comes to dating services and being military. There's a term. Stay with me here. I'm not going to be uh, not going to go too much on a tangent. It's called RMA Revolution in Military Affairs. For example, the latest one was the advent of drones and how that changed the landscape of warfare. Same thing happens in business, right? You, you have new things that come about and disrupt the market. Swiping apps changed the market when it came to dating services. Now people went from searching based on age, uh, height, ethnicity, education levels, and writing them, right? They would they would manually message them. These were popular on apps uh, and sites such as OkCupid, Match, and POF. And then now you went from quick swiping left, swiping right, and making decisions that were mainly based on on looks and pictures, which as we know, could be deceiving once you meet them in real life. So I, I would say that, yes, we're, we're due for, you would call instead of a revolution in military affairs, you would look at a revolution in dating affairs, or again, a market disruption. The pandemic served as a, an opportunity, right? Any crisis, there's an opportunity. And that's what the, uh, the pandemic offered, uh, namely, when you look at it, it pushed the oversaturation and the mental fatigue that I talked about in the, uh, the previous section. So what you ended up getting is you've, you've got now interactions by combo of low dating market value singles and low effort singles. They've, they've taken over that space of folks that really have no intent of even meeting someone or uh, they're just very boring, low vibration type of people. And when you have that, it becomes a it becomes a cancer, and that's something that I also have talked about the social cancer of low effort, and it's it's um it, it's it's going to cause that change. It's going to cause the revolution because now you're seeing a problem solution in a business, and if it doesn't fix itself, then companies such as Bumble or Match Group Match Group Limited, which owns a lot of these companies, uh, Tinder, Hinge. Uh, POF, OkCupid, et cetera, et cetera, they're going to, they're, they're going to face a collective exodus of members that are just going to say, well, 
after a while, why am I even on this app? You know, it's completely a time waster, and it's not resulting in what I need from it. The input doesn't match the output at all, and that's going to apply for both men and women, regardless of what belief system、uh, you're part of, whether it's MGTOW, Red Pill, Third, Fourth Wave Feminist. You're going to see that when it comes to the technology behind it, and the fact that it's being crowded by again just these very、um, low, boring、uh, five-dollar bargain DVD、uh, equivalent of singles. No one's going to want to be on the apps anymore. So, if the market is smart, if these、uh, big companies are smart, what they're going to want to do is maybe launch one or two more apps. That follow again the the swiping type of、uh, features. They're going to want to unveil some innovative features. And now the the challenge is that the novelty effect of these apps. It's not going to last as long as those that first enter the market. You know, you had a lot a lot of early adopters that jumped on Bumble, jumped on Tinder, because again they they saw. The fact that there was some innovation, it was something that seemed fresh, and it was another option compared to the previous features that they were familiar with, which was again the searching, messaging, pen pal type of a、uh, type of、uh, platform when it came to、uh, online dating. So, I'm going to go into what I believe some of these features are going to have to have in order for them to truly disrupt the market. If not, then again, you're just seeing another rinse and repeat of overlapping singles on now a fifth or sixth app. So, in the last section, we talked about what is going to lead into this market disruption when it comes to dating services, specifically the apps. I think that these features are, they're going to have to stretch the ethics and privacy rights line, or they're not going to disrupt the market, which is dangerous. But you had—I remember there was a、um, an app called Happen, and it was based on the proximity of you, for example, walking around downtown New York, and if you're in the vicinity of a member on this、um, on this app, then you could match. Now. This was, I can I can see what the the positive of that was, right? Which is kind of the the mystery of hey, you know, I wonder who's around me. But the danger in that is also hey, who's around me? So look at it this way. I mean, some of the some of the worries for a、um, a female member may be safety. It sure is safety. And if I'm some again a low dating market value male who.、Um, Is after one thing, but has not much to provide, or doesn't have much to offer when it comes to looks, status, communication skills,、uh, socialization. You know, bottom line is just creep, and is using an app like that. That is to their full advantage, but it's at the disadvantage of a woman who is wanting to prioritize safety and doesn't want to meet a guy like that. Okay, and these are just facts. Now, if let's say that you got a group of people together, and they're all members, and and、um, you know you're a group, then、um, you'd be safer as a pack. And and I say that because I might even be giving some of these、uh, 
company some ideas if they're listening in. Shout out to any executives from uh, Bumble, Hinge, Tinder, et cetera, et cetera. But yes, the, the, the features would have to stretch the privacy rights line. I see that also with um, AR and VR, augmented reality, virtual reality. That may be the next step. That may be what they need to do is now the fact that you may not be able to see, for example, your your match because they're a virtual avatar. But if let's say there's an algorithm where after a certain amount of time, you can now unlock pictures and see who the, the true person is. Then now what you're doing, what you're doing is a hybrid of eHarmony's old model of sequential slow burn where you're um, unlocking the person to be able to communicate with them. You're answering a couple of icebreakers, then it transitions to finally getting their pictures and then you can you're off to the races or you're not. So maybe this could be something where um, you could meld the um, edge of technology of VR AR with that slow burn of then seeing the real person. That could be an idea. Now, um, the the only issue with that is obviously the adaptation and the niche of those that are on VR AR. It might, you know, right now the Oculus Quest 2 is, is the most successful uh, VR headset, but that's a niche crowd. The folks that are on there may not be single and maybe they're pure gamers. You know, it may not be your your mainstream crowd crowd um, that is going to adopt to AR VR for their dating needs. But again, this could be something that could be looked upon way in the future. And um, and it's going to make sense because I do truly believe that right now we are in the early stages of um, AR VR, but we're going to see a lot more of that um, as the years come. Uh Here's another thing is we talked about like Match, POF, and OkCupid. The the big benefit of these websites in exchange for the speed, right, which is the, the swiping apps have the speed part of it, the efficiency, filtered searching and the ability to send messages should make a comeback. Um, Hinge does that in some ways where you can you can you can sort of scroll through profiles so it is a little bit of a swiping but you can also custom message based on one of their pictures or information and when you can curate your message a little bit uh, that has you know uh, undoubtedly better effects than just a, a normal swipe and that pen pal approach you know messages mean something Whereas the, the swipe culture, it's destroyed that concept. And I dare say that it's replaced it with monetizing short attention span. That's exactly what swipe culture has become. It's become a, uh, a way to monetize short attention span entertainment, closer to Candy Crush and less close to a match or POF. So I'm going to go into um, some of the psychological effects that have caused this collective fatigue and what we can do about it so we can uh, fully take advantage of the existing platforms when it comes to online dating. So in the last section we talked about what is going to lead into this 
market disruption when it comes to dating services, specifically the apps. I think that these features, are, they're going to have to stretch the ethics and privacy rights line or they're not going to disrupt the market, which is dangerous. But you had, I remember there was a um, an app called Happen and it was based on a proximity view, for example, walking around downtown New York. And if you're in the vicinity of a member on this uh, on this app, then you could match. Now, this was I can I can see what the the positive of that was, right? Which is kind of the the mystery of hey, you know, I wonder who's around me. But the danger in that is also hey, who's around me? So look at it this way. I mean, some of the some of the worries for a um, a female member may be safety. It sure is safety. And if I'm some, again, a low dating market value male who um, is after one thing but has not much to provide or doesn't have much to offer when it comes to looks, status, communication skills, uh, socialization, you know, bottom line, it's just a creep and is using an app like that, that is to their full advantage, but it's at the disadvantage of a woman who is wanting to prioritize safety. And doesn't want to meet a guy like that. Okay. And these are just facts. Now, if let's say that you got a group of people together and they're all members and, and, um, you know, you're a group, then, um, you'd be safer as a pack. And and I say that because I might even be giving some of these, uh, companies, some ideas if they're listening and shout out to any executives from, uh, Bumble, Hinge, Tinder, et cetera, et cetera. But yes, the, the features would have to stretch the privacy rights line. I see that also with um, AR and VR, augmented reality, virtual reality. That may be the next step. That may be what they need to do is now the fact that you may not be able to see, for example, your, your match because they're a virtual avatar. But if let's say there's an algorithm where after a certain amount of time, you can now unlock pictures and see who the, the true person is, then now what you're doing, what you're doing is a hybrid of eHarmony's old model of sequential slow burn, where you're um, unlocking the person to be able to communicate with them. You're answering a couple of icebreakers, then it transitions to finally getting their pictures and then you can, you're off to the races or you're not. So maybe this could be something where um, you could meld the um, edge of technology of VR, AR with that slow burn of then seeing the real person. That could be an idea. Now, um, the, the only issue with that is obviously the adaptation and the niche of those that are on VR, AR. It might, you know, right now the Oculus Quest 2 is, is the most successful uh, VR headset, but that's a niche crowd. The folks that are on there may not be single and maybe they're pure gamers. You know, it may not be your your mainstream crowd crowd um, that is going to adopt to AR, VR for their dating needs. But again, this could be something that could be looked upon way in the future. And... Um, and it's going to make sense because I do truly believe that right now we are in the early stages of um, AR VR, but we're going to see a lot more of that um, as the years come. Uh, here's another thing is 
we talked about like Match, POF, and OkCupid. The the big benefit of these websites in exchange for the speed, right, which is the, the swiping apps have the speed part of it, the efficiency, filtered searching and the ability to send messages should make a comeback. Um, Hinge does that in some ways where you can you can it, you can sort of scroll through profiles so it is a little bit of a swiping but you can also custom message based on one of their pictures or information and when you can curate your message a little bit uh, that has you know uh, undoubtedly better effects than just a, a normal swipe and that pen pal approach you know messages mean something Whereas the, the swipe culture, it's destroyed that concept. And I dare say that it's replaced it with monetizing short attention span. That's exactly what swipe culture has become. It's become a, uh, a way to monetize short attention span entertainment, closer to Candy Crush and less close to a match or POF. So I'm gonna go into um, some of the psychological effects that have caused this collective fatigue and what we can do about it so we can uh, fully take advantage of the existing platforms when it comes to online dating.